Hey, hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler on this Wednesday evening. Uh, we are recording early because, you know, it, it's just the cadence of the schedules and how it has to happen. But it turns out there's actually plenty to fucking talk about because holy shit. Uh, Wall Street Journal dropped a bomb. I mean, it's only been a couple days since we've been recording, Tyler, so I'm not sure if you actually have much video games to talk about. I think there's one video game we should talk about. I mean, the Halo happened. Oh, yeah. The Halo happened. The Halo happened, baby. Uh, yeah, quickly before we get to all this news, Halo dropping, uh, as was predicted by Mr. Pringles on Twitter, or <laughs> whatever, they had like some countdown to their promotional crossover with Halo, and it got revealed a little bit early, and yeah, uh, yeah but it actually happened, Halo multiplayer, it's a beta, I think it's smart for them to label it a beta, uh, I agree, and it's out, um, I, first impressions, I think it's a little bit bare bones, I don't think the modes are there, uh, or the rather the playlist hoppers. I think the modes are there, but just not yeah. the not the specific hoppers we want. Um, but yeah, uh, what what do you feel uh, as a as a longtime Halo fan? I absolutely adore playing it. It's just some of the other things around. Playing it, such as progression modes, stuff like that, are a little lacking, but those are things that I feel can easily be fixed and tweaked and, you know, added, whatever. Um, because we've seen so many games that are kind of bare bones, and it's like, yeah, like there's not a lot of here mode wise or whatever, content wise, but the gameplay's not really good. And then your game's just ultimately flawed no matter how much you add into it. If the gameplay isn't good, say uh, Marvel's Avengers is a good example of that. Like the gameplay is just not fun. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter how many characters or whatever they add, like the systems suck and the gameplay sucks. Like it is what it is. But So I feel like 343 completely nailed the feel of Halo while also making it modern. And I just, I adored playing this. The few hours I got to spend with it. Launch night. Also, I'm. it seemed like there were a couple of problems like right away after it went live. But for the most part, I was shocked how smooth it was. I was shocked that I was basically able to just download it and kind of start playing. And... Didn't really have issues finding matches. Didn't have issues getting uh, booted from matches for servers or anything like that. I was I was kind of impressed by that. And um, yeah, enjoying the, the the map so far. I enjoy the matches that I do play. I just when I played the other night, all I wanted to do was just play some fucking Slayer. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to learn new maps and really just learn how to how to, to play this game, the new features, all that stuff. Weapons. Um, and I didn't get a single fucking match of Slayer. I still haven't played Classic Slayer. But that's the one thing about Halo, is that I feel like it 
the game Halo has always been really good with objective game objective based gameplay, and this game is no different. Like playing Capture the Flag, man, did I have some awesome, very intense Capture the Flag matches, awesome moments. And I love that stuff. I just wish I was able to just choose what I wanted rather than it just being kind of a random sort of thing. But yeah, it's it's really good so far, dude. Like, I do think the battle pass and progression is kind of just a little lacking. Um, it just seems overly grindy. I mean, I'm not saying we should be going from level 1 to 110 matches, but... Um, I just looked at it, and I'm like, dude, I played, like, two and a half hours the other night, and I went up one level in the Battle Pass, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, if there's a game that is going to get me to want to complete a Battle Pass, it's fucking Halo, and it's definitely this game. And I'm like, damn, damn. You got, yeah, you got but, to get but, your Rockstar Energy drinks and get your double XP tokens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um but, but yeah, the, that, that stuff can be adjusted. Like, I just think there needs to be more ways that you can earn XP towards the Battle Pass. Whether that's winning a match, completing a match, um, just having more challenges, period. Um, just way more, like, whatever. Those things can be adjusted, but the core of what this multiplayer experience is is just absolutely top-notch to me. What about you? Yeah. You like you like playing it? Like you, you did you enjoy playing it and everything? Yeah. Um I suck at Halo now. Really? I'm, I'm realizing that maybe I just suck at Halo. Maybe I'm just <laughs> old. Maybe I just suck at Halo. And I think it's just Halo specifically because it's I haven't really been playing Destiny and I haven't mm. really played Halo in a long time. So that type of kind of floaty shooter ain't really um Ain't really what I'm most what I'm what I'm a sharp on. Uh, so yeah, I I spent a, a quite a few matches uh, just you know trying to dial it in. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not sure I'm ever really gonna get there to be honest. Uh, I I but I, like... I'm still having fun. Like, yeah, it's... right. I felt like I was very average for the most part. Like I wasn't like getting my ass kicked, but then. I wasn't, like, totally kicking ass. Um, I had a few matches where I ended up, like, actually doing very well. And, but, and so I'm kind of with you. I, I felt like I was doing better than I thought I was going to do, just not playing Halo in a long time, not really playing a multiplayer shooter in a long time, period. Um, but it is, like, that was, like, day one. <laughs> I'm sure people get way better at it, but, man... There's just some super satisfying moments sometimes, like when you're playing fucking oddball, like I, I was doing it and I got like a triple kill and then picked up the ball and then held the ball for a long time. Like, dude, that just felt fucking awesome. And I feel like I just haven't felt that that rush in a multiplayer game like that in a long time. And those moments are so satisfying. Like the first time I was playing on the map Behemoth, Captured Flag. And there's a sniper rifle spawn, um, which I like how they did the power weapons on these maps. To me, I think I think it's fair and it's it's fun to use. And um, 
So I picked that up. This is the first time I've ever used it. Looked at this guy on the other side of the map, right near the flag. He just noticed me and was about to start shooting at me. My very first shot just, boom, popped that fucker right in the head. And I'm like, yeah, that just, that felt good. And I just, yeah, I, I love playing it, man. The pistol was a fucking beast. Oh, yeah. The sidearm, I'm like, dude, mm. this thing is actually, like, really effective to the point where sometimes I kind of just walk around with that more than the, the assault rifle you, you spawn with. Yeah, yeah. If you can just, if you can fucking nail those headshots, man, you're, oh, yeah. you're going to melt them faster than an assault rifle would. Um, yep, yep. I think my I favorite moment from playing it, uh, I had spike cannon. I had the big old spike mm. cannon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this thing uh, looks beefy. Uh, let's see what it does. And immediately, um, a warthog comes cresting over the hill, and I'm like, oh, shit. And not even thinking, I pull up that spike cannon and just fucking eviscerate that yeah. warthog. <laughs> yes. And that That's was, awesome. That was, that was great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm still getting used to a lot of the new weapons, too. And yeah. I think part of that is, hey, there's not a campaign to play right now where you'd normally, where you would normally learn those weapons, at, right. at least initially. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing a lot of learning during this multiplayer beta. Right. Same. Same. Yeah. And I, I played, I, I, yeah, I only played one match, a big team battle. And it was... What was the mode? Son of a bitch. It was a new mode. Um, was it the... Uh, oh, shit. Is the one where you're charging up your base with the yes. batteries? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, I was kind of confused on how it went and how it was scoring and everything. And then, then it kind of clicked. I'm like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. Um, in the map, I think it was fragmentation. Uh, lots of elevation changes and... A uh, big old hole in the center of the map and just all sorts of stuff. And this dude was driving um, like a warthog or whatever. He was driving around just mowing dudes down. But then our team took him out. And But the momentum of the warthog, he was going towards like a man cannon. And so the thing just flew on this man cannon and went flying so fucking far, dude. It, <laughs> I was just watching this thing. I'm like... Oh my god, like, Halo's always had, like, really funny and fun physics, um, but this game is just, like, <laughs> to the next level with that stuff. It was, it was good, and the, the big team, it it felt good, and I'm glad that 343 focused on that at launch, because in 5, it was a complete afterthought, um, whereas big team battle's always been, you know, a major core tenant of Halo multiplayer, so... I love it, dude. I, I can't wait to like play play with you and maybe some other people sometime here soon, hopefully, and we can really just make it happen. Because um, I, I can tell this this game's going to be in my rotation for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So some will say an infinite amount of time. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I did have another game I was going to talk about, but I'll just save it. Um, until because I think I might finish it by the time we record next. Maybe not finish it, but I'll play a little bit more. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of, I'm. I'll say I'm knee deep in inscription. Okay. Um, 
heard about that we'll, one. We'll see. We'll see where I am next time we record. But cool. absolutely check it out, y'all out. If you're into rogue like deck builders, uh, as as uh, tired as that genre might be by now, um, definitely check this one out. It's fucking dope. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna leave that further discussion of that to another time. Um, because we actually have news to talk about, and I have a feeling this we might be on this one for uh, the majority of this episode. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Wall Street Journal did some reporting and kind of dropped a bomb on all of us uh, early this week. And um, it turns out that uh, Mr. Bobby Kotick, uh, CEO of Activision Blizzard not only knew about the bad shit that was happening, but may have even... Well, he stands accused of even actually uh, being guilty of some of the things that Activision Blizzard has become known for. That being sexual assault, rape, um, just general toxic workplace sorts of things. Um, The Wall Street Journal article is behind a paywall, but if number of uh, articles have come out that have done some good work reporting on some of the things that are contained in that article in the in that reporting um but yeah uh so let's see here i i saw some highlights on the social medias of some of the stuff he's done i'm not sure if how much you've seen of this uh, i've seen how- some of these articles yes so okay yeah so go ahead so I'm just going to go down a highlight list of what I remember from seeing because it is just fucking ridiculous how much shit happened. Um, so earlier this year, a memo went out to the company, um, reportedly written, an email sent out by Fran Taus- Townsend. Um, I believe we went over her deal. She was a former Bush administration, not necessarily even a good person, but this email rang out as like as Bobby Kotick described it a day later, tone deaf, but it comes out that Bobby Kotick himself wrote that email and told Fran Townsend to send it out. Um, which, super scumbag move. I would never want to work for Bobby Kotick. He is a fucking snake. Just yeah. like, and this isn't even like, I mean, yeah, this is just be lying and being deceptive and throwing your employees under the bus uh, kind of stuff. There are also accusations that Bobby Kotick, um, like, that he, there was an allegation that he, he sexually assaulted someone. Um, there, there's an allegation that, uh, after someone was going to come forward with uh, sexual assault uh, allegations and and bring something to light, that he left a voicemail threatening to kill an employee. Um, and, yeah, and it, it all turns out that uh, it, it isn't necessarily that he did all these things. The board is mad that he didn't tell them that, that he did these things. And that's, yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up. 
I mean, not kind of fucked up. It is absolutely fucked up. He knew about the toxic workplace. He knew about the sexual assault, the harassment, the rapes, sexual assaults that have been happening, um, the toxic culture, the culture of people being at workplace functions and being pressured into drinking alcohol and then later that resulting in sexual assaults. Like, it is the most disgusting type of shit um, that you could imagine, and he knew all about it. Um, And reportedly the only crime he's really being pursued on is not telling investors, not telling the board about this stuff, which I frankly think is just disgusting and really not not where I want us to be as a society um, it's yeah it, it just shows that it's really just about the money yeah unfortunately like the bottom line gets these massive corporations to to change and to listen and that's just really an unfortunate result of capitalism. And I I just don't see, I truly just do not see how Bobby Kotick remains the CEO of Activision Blizzard. Like, I just don't see it. However, and unfortunately, it would not surprise me if he continues to be that because this dude makes Activision a lot of money, especially shareholders, and that's sad. That's incredibly fucking sad. But but what makes him so fucking special that he's yeah, this oh, golden I idol? I know. I know. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I just the majority of the time when stuff like this happens, the CEO is gone, and the fact that he knew about this stuff just doesn't surprise me at all that like he knew about this stuff and then he didn't act on it appropriately or anything like that and swept fact, it under the rug and, and it's 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 just fucked up it's so like, it's so sad not only did he know about it, it he was like active in trying to make sure that it didn't come to light he tried to make sure that things were settled outside of court yes um he made sure that like employees knew that if they brought shit up, there were going to be repercussions. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, and as it stands, probably the thing that (laughs) makes me just say fuck you to this whole situation is that, um, all but two, I believe, all but two of the Activision Blizzard board members are still supporting him and defending him and sticking by Bobby Kotick, even through this reporting. Right. Um, I I don't know. Like, are there ever any reper- repercussions for the rich and powerful? Are there... Like, it it, it doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem, seem like that's going to happen. Um, I guess in response to all of this... Uh, Workers are do, perf, are doing a walkout, um, and they're calling for Bobby Kotick's resignation, which any decent person having this shit come up on them, like, I mean, you wouldn't be a decent, decent person to do these kinds of things, so I guess that's kind of a moot point, but, like, 
anyone under this kind of scrutiny might want to resign, but I guess Bobby Kotick thinks he's invincible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a feeling he he's so, going to have to be fired to, yeah. to like, be moved yes. out. And it doesn't seem like that's going to happen with the attitude of the board. Yeah, I agree. It's it's disgusting that the board is defending him. It's just a lot of, and a lot of the statements coming out of Activision's, I mean, <laughs> never forget that first just completely ridiculous statement when the whole news about California's lawsuit against Activision came out. But even their, some of their statements in response to this article uh, are really tone deaf and really bad, too. And it's like, this company just does not know how to react to situations like this and how to, to take care of uh, their employees and to make things right. They just... They kind of think that they're invincible, which goes along with Bobby Kotick, who kind of seems like he feels he's invincible. And it's it's completely fucked up. And I, 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 I just couldn't imagine being in the situation of... Uh, and being in the shoes of all the employees there that are, just have to deal with this shit all the time and have to feel like they're working at a a place that just doesn't care about them and, and just all sorts of stuff. It's just, it's sad, man. Yeah. It's and really when, fucked up. Like being the snake, he is Bobby Kotick, like came out like with, Hey, we're going to have a zero tolerance workplace for this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Where does zero tolerance end? Like right, do, right. Do, does, does that not count against him? Like ha- having the, the allegations against him, like, it's, and it, and it, and this is all becoming like, if it wasn't clear to you before, people don't come up with rape and sexual assault a- allegations out of nowhere. They don't just make this shit up because it seems very clearly that the price for even bringing for bringing up legitimate shit is hard. Like, it's it's almost hardly worth it, and that's that's a sad thing to say. Like. It, mm-hmm. it brings, like, a lot of shit raining down on, on you yourself to, to bring that kind of stuff up. And, like, if that allegation about him threatening to kill an employee, or just, oh, not personally killed, but to have them killed, is, right. is true? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what what the fuck more people need to, need to hear about this situation. Mm-hmm. Right, like, how can you... <laughs> Can you outwardly defend that? That's just fucking insane. That's like movie villain shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's yeah. that's real life because that's how in that's just how these fucking guys that just have so much money work. I feel like they can do whatever they want. They make their fucking rules. Yeah, and I, I'm not even gonna like the the he. He did this performative bullshit where he's like, oh, I'm not going to take a salary now. Right. That salary doesn't mean shit to you with all the shares you hold and the, the stock bonuses you get. Like, yeah. that doesn't mean shit to you. That salary is just so you can, that, that's a convenient fund to pay what little taxes you do pay. Right. Um, it's, yeah. It, yeah, and there's rumors that he took that pay cut because he knew about this article coming. Mm. And that's fucked up too. Yeah, 
it's it's bad. Um, PlayStation also came out and spoke about this from Jim Ryan. Um, they he basically said um, Ryan wrote that he and Sony's leadership were disheartened and frankly stunned to read that Activision has not done enough to address a deep-seated culture of discrimination and harassment. Um, and this was sent to uh, actual PlayStation employees. Um, and, yeah, I, what I find interesting about this is that PlayStation has tried to partner, and they have partnered with Activision, on their biggest titles recently. Um in terms of marketing deals and all that stuff. And, you know, Call of Duty, Destiny, before the Bungie split. And, to, yeah, it just seems like even potentially, like, this could affect, like, Activision's relationship with PlayStation to where PlayStation doesn't even want to be associated with them because of this sort of stuff. And that could be a, a huge blow to Activision if their hey. partners are concerned about that stuff, you know what I mean? You know what else could be a huge blow to Activision? Maybe PlayStation could delist Call of Duty. Yeah, dude, I had that thought. How about that? I had that thought when I first uh, read this article. I, I straight up had that thought of like, what if they delisted Call of Duty, especially Vanguard, the new one, where they're yeah. just making a ton of money and they're just like, we're not going to sell your game until you do something about this. Yeah, You know, and that... Would really fuck. I'm sure hit things them, would change but, real fast. If oh yeah, that happened absolutely. Like if the industry in that sort of way truly took a stand against them, man, that would be wild. And I wish it would happen, but I don't think it will. Yeah, because people don't have any sort of integrity when you get to a certain level of power. Yeah, <sighs> and then another was this part of the. Wall Street Journal story, I I don't know if it was, but more information about Jen O'Neill's departure came out, um, and I think we talked about this last week, how she left, um, and apparently she wanted equal pay with Mike Ybarra, uh, her other co-lead, um, after Jay on Alan Brack resigned when all this stuff kind of really broke a few months ago, yeah. um, and she was only offered equal pay after she left, basically. After she said, I'm out. Then they were like, well, what about now? What about this? And, yeah. like, to for Activision to come out and say, yeah, zero tolerance, and we're going to make things better, we're going to have better equality, all this stuff, and then to to, ha- to read a story like this, it's like, no, you're, you're not changing. And, and, and she felt like her... You know, her being promoted to uh, co-lead of Blizzard was more as a, um, like a token sort of promotion to make them look good, which I think a lot of people can see through that sort of when it happened. But it's just fucked up. It's just so, so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Things things just aren't, aren't... improving and they're not going to improve unless Bobby Kotick and a lot of these higher up board members, all that stuff are gone. You know, you gotta, you gotta 
you know, fucking get rid of these people for things to truly change. Yeah, and it it really makes me wonder, like, what what would happen if you took the magnifying glass to say Ubisoft? Like, what what went on over there? Like, mm-hmm. if we like, I'm I don't want it to be true, but I have a bad feeling that Bobby Kotick ain't the only CEO out here sweeping shit under the rug and making threats. Oh yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But it's just stunning to me, like, even with Ubisoft, like, it's, I think it's insane that Yves Gamow is still in in charge. <laughs> yeah, the guy you know? who put the people who were, who stood accused, like, is the one trying to rebuild that. Like, he's the one who fucked up and put those people in charge and kept them in charge. Yep. And he's going to somehow turn that around. Yep. Which, actually, I... I heard reporting about the Ubisoft stuff, and it seems like instead of getting rid of people, they're just shuffling them around to different studios. Yeah. Rather than just outright getting rid of them. Yeah. Ah. It's fucked it's up, man. It's a fucking mess. I, I, hope, uh, I hope next time we record a podcast, a news story is that Bobby Kotick is out. I really do. Yeah, well... I wouldn't hold your breath. I know. <laughs> um, that's not the only bad news story here. We'll get to it. We'll get to it the last one. The last one is the bad news story here. I put it at the bottom. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we got a few quick hitters here. Um, developers of Ali Ali, uh, Roll7, were, uh, they, they've been purchased by 2K's private division. They'll probably still keep making Ollie Ollie games. Mm-hmm. Probably. And if I had to guess, they're going to make some more Ollie Ollie games. Yeah, and Private Division exists to kind of help some of these smaller games and to publish and developers and publish their games and stuff. But I, what I just find interesting about this deal is I don't think Private Division has outright bought teams. I think all the games that they've helped with they um they've just published so i just i find it um find it interesting that they're outright buying teams because you know, yeah like they pu- helped publish the outer worlds disintegration ancestors the humankind odyssey like those aren't teams that they own and you know they're working with moon studios and league geeks they don't own no studios, so I just find it interesting that it seems like this is the first studio they outright have purchased. I guess we'll see where this goes and if Private Division continues to purchase studios yeah. like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> the, the great consolidation. Yes. Uh, not so great if you ask me, but whatever. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody out there, if you're one of those fools who's only on PlayStation platforms, who's been praying to Big Rod Todd, it just ain't <laughs> happening for you. Elder Scrolls Six is going to be an Xbox exclusive, as is every Bethesda Studios game from here on out, unless something really changes about... The, being owned by Microsoft. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't get I don't get it. Like where where in someone's mind do they think that Microsoft is going to be publishing Bethesda's on Bethesda's games on like other platforms? Like I, I, I don't right. get it. And where, I think how are people's brains this poisoned? <laughs> and I think their E three show this past summer really told us pretty much all about that. It's just um I don't think there's a lot of lot to read into here it's just this is kind of the first time that phil spencer spoke about elder scrolls 6 specifically and it you know that is a franchise that has existed on other systems even though it's mostly been on xbox um think about morrowind stuff like that but um basically what he ended up saying is that you know they're going to take any of their franchises and it's about putting them on all of the services that are Xbox. So Game Pass, the cloud, the consoles, PC, all that stuff. And that's kind of what he was saying. And he specifically stated Elder Scrolls 6, which hey, basically I, says it's not coming to PlayStation, guys. Shut the fuck up. I've and got a freebie let's not for talk y'all. About this again. I've got a freebie for y'all. <laughs> Fallout 5 is going to be an Xbox exclusive. 100%. 100%. It's not in the news, but I'll tell you right now, that's what's that's just what's going to happen. Yep. Just 100%. It's going to uh, happen. Doom 3, whatever's after Eternal, that's going to be just Oh god, you Xbox. said Doom 3 and I was like, dude, why is he talking about <laughs> Yeah, Doom not not 3? that Doom 3. <laughs> what whatever the sequel to Eternal is, you know, it's it's just how do you, it is what it is. How do you make a sequel to Eternal? Man, I don't know. Post Eternal, because... like, what is post Eternity? <laughs> yeah, we're asking the real philosophical questions here. I know. I'm not even sure, honestly, because while I liked Eternal, I think they kind of went the wrong way with it. Mm. So I, I don't even know what they would do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll take more Doom and just shoot shit, mm. but. Yeah. All right. Real quick here, that Saints Row reboot, which was just announced, I feel like yesterday, but it, I mean, I guess it was like more E3 time. But what is what is time? It's almost 2022. It's it was originally scheduled for February 25th, but now it's been delayed to ambiguously summer 2022. So that's a February game that's out of out of February. Yes. Yeah. Not much, not much I to that. I think there are going to be more to follow. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. That it's is... now uh, August 23rd is specifically when it's when it's coming out. 2022. Yeah. They did put a date on it. All right. And honestly, this makes a lot of sense because February 25th is when Elder, Elden Ring was going to launch. So... <laughs> mm. fundamentally two very different games but in terms of the conversation in the industry in the most buzz all that stuff this game was going to get fucking demolished and day. if you're going to do a reboot and try to reestablish Saints Row as a thing you're going to take the safest bet as possible 100% absolutely alright um, last 
You well, got something else to say? Yeah, about? just some thumb, no, just one other story that I just found really quick. We spoke a little bit last week about her, how Outriders was teasing big ass update. Oh, just two real big, two quick things about that. Um, there is a new update that's out now that's out for free called New Horizons that has four new expeditions. They've reworked the whole expedition system, so that's pretty much the end game sort of stuff. An improved loot system, new transmogs, all sorts of stuff. So lots of meaty things in this update. And then they announced that there is a actual legitimate big expansion coming out in 2022 called World Slayer. And that's pretty much all they said about that. So mm. okay. more Outriders in the future. And if you're excited about this, you can check out all the new stuff now. All right, it's time to shit on an award show. <laughs> the Game Awards, scheduled for December 9th, have a, they've, they've announced their nominees. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm disappointed in some of this stuff that, that made some of these categories. Um, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, we'll start from the bottom up because Game of the Year is at the top of this list. So I'm going to go... All the way to the bottom, and we'll just do relevant categories. I believe that's how we did it last year. Yeah. So we're not doing any of this esports stuff. All respect to you esports people out there, that just ain't our, our, our deal. So the first relevant category on the bottom here. And I guess as we go, we should just we should just have a pick. We should just have a pick. We should just do this all at once. Let's do it. If you're with me. Yep. All right. At bottom here. Best sports slash racing game. We have F1 2021, FIFA 2022, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Forza Horizon 5, and Riders Republic. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Forza. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, I, I was wondering. <laughs> hands down. I mean, come on. I mean, it's the industry. A lot of media people vote on this. They're not picking really anything else except for that. There's no way that's not winning this. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but I, I ultimately agree with with that pick. All right. Best sim slash strategy game. We've got Age of Empires 4. I mean, I guess this is my category here. Yeah. <laughs> Age <laughs> of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. I've only played three of these games. I'm going to give it to Inscription. Baseball's really taken my heart right now. Based off of just things I've heard, I'm going to say Inscription as well. Mm. And I'm, okay, so as I get through it, I'm going to... Uh, I will point out the gripes I have. So, so far, I don't really have anything to argue. Yeah. Other than maybe in best sports slash racing game, instead of putting fucking FIFA in there every year, maybe they should look at like maybe, maybe an MLB The Show. Because I yeah. feel like MLB, the show, is a better video game than FIFA. Mm-hmm. And plus, that's not going to be called FIFA anymore. I guess this is the last FIFA we might see. Yep. I'm not sure when that license expires. Hmm. All right, we got best family game here. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't play any of these. Well, actually, you know what? That's a lie. I did play. All right, we've got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, po- new Pokemon Snap, and Super Mario World 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And lastly, WarioWare Get It Together. I did play Pokemon Snap. 
I'm not sure I'm going to put that. I'm not even sure I'm going to put that in there as best fan. No. No. I don't think it's the best game. <laughs> I I'm think... going to give it to WarioWare because I like WarioWare games. And uh, I, I just like the big fat garlic man. <laughs> I've played Mario 3D World, and that is that is great, good fun time. Um, I think it's funny. It takes two is in this, considering what it's about. Mm, ultimately, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, not a family game. No, but I'm going to go with it takes two. I think that's going to win though. All right, neither of us play fighting games, so we don't no. have to go through that category. Yeah, no. I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, most ant. So this is a stupid award. Yes. This Every is year, a stupid this award. Is fucking stupid. This award should not exist. We've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, sequel to. They don't even have a title. Sequel to The Legend <laughs> of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Starfield. What's your pick? What do you think? Now, based on what I've been seeing recently, Elden Ring. <laughs> I think Elden Ring will win it, for sure. What's yours, though? What is your most anticipated on this list? You can't go outside this list. Um, God of War, Ragnarok. Okay. Definitely. Would you go outside this list? No. Okay. No. It's Yeah, it's God of War or Breath of the Wild 2, for sure. All right, now we get into some dog shit. Best role-playing <laughs> game. They have fucking Cyberpunk 2077 in this category. Yes. I mean, I guess it did release after the cutoff for last year, but also that game released the way it released. Yes. And it's still not, like, amazing. It, we got Monster Hunter Rise, title. Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, and Tales of Arise. Based on buzz from the internet, I'm saying Tales of Arise might win this. Yep. I agree. I think Monster Hunter Rise has a shot, but I think outside of that. If Cyberpunk wins this, then fuck. Fuck that. Yeah. If then, Cyberpunk wins anything, um, the industry's other than maybe a, bunch a big of bag hypocrite. of poop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think the Game Awards... I mean, I don't... I personally don't think the game awards are all that relevant as a game as an award show, but this would just cement that. <laughs> um, all right, we got best act. Oh, did you make a pick? Th- oh, yeah, you said Tales yeah. of Arise. All right, yep. best action adventure game. We got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Psychonauts Two. This is, like, okay, so bet, this is a genre, I'm gonna be a genre dick, uh, which is a thing from Giant Bomb, if you don't know, you should go watch Giant Bomb, but I'm gonna be a genre dick. Best action-adventure game, action-adventure is a stupid fucking genre, it's a stupid category, it's, the fact that all of these games are in the same category, kinda makes my blood boil a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. I have no gripes personally with a best action adventure genre. What I have gripes with is splitting things. Why is there a best action game? They do this every year. There's no fucking difference between the two. Just have one. That's it. In my opinion. Um, I'm going to go... 
My personal pick is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but what I think will win will be Metroid Dread. Hmm. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna say Ratchet takes it. All right. I hope so. All right. Now, best action game since this is so fucking different. Yeah. We've got Back for Blood, Chivalry Two, Deathloop, Far Cry Six, and Returnal. Um. I'm gonna. Hmm. I don't. Back for Blood's a shooter. Yeah, no. <laughs> but then again, mm, Death Loop is a an immersive sin sim. Yep. So I guess the only action game here I could potentially support it maybe Returnal. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go with Returnal here. Yeah, the moment to moment action in Returnal was very good. Uh, all right. So we've got content creator of the year. I don't. I don't. I don't know any of these fucking content. people. I yeah. mean, best of luck to y'all, but I'm different. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know any of this shit. I've not played any AR or VR games this year, so same. Be if, that as it may. Based off of just Buzz, though, I think it'll be Resident Evil Four VR. That actually seems pretty good from hmm. what I heard. Okay. But yeah, I haven't played any of these. Alright, we've got Best Debut Indie Game. Kena, Bridges, Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, Forgotten City, and Valheim. I'm going to say Sable. Before I make my pick, I hate this category. Yeah. And here's why. There's a Best Independent Game category. Dude, the majority of the time, an independent game is someone's first game. The majority of the time. And also, who gives a fuck whether it's a debut or not? Like, if it's a good indie game, it's a good indie game. There should be one category for independent games. I hate this category. Okay, so here's the distinction I'm going to draw between these two. Because independent game, I'm noticing all of those those independent games are published by someone who put some marketing money into it. True. That's not necessarily the case with all these debut games. Mm-hmm. That's true. Alright, so you're going with Sable. I'm yeah, gonna I'm go going with, with I'm gonna go with Kena. Okay. Alright. I think Kena Bridges Spirits will win. Alright. Best community support. I don't really know how to judge yeah. any of this. Like, it's a weird category. Like, It is. Is it the loudest fans? Is, is that who wins this one? The loudest fans win this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't fucking know. All right. We've got best mobile game. Out of all of these, I've only played Genshin Impact. Hmm. And I'm not a pervert, so I can't... I can't say I want it to win, but I want it to win. I could see it taking it, for sure. No, it's going to be Pokemon Unite. Pokemon Unite is going to win this. That's what I'm ultimately leaning towards, is Pokemon Unite. Alright, so best independent game. We've got Death's Door, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, Loop Hero, and 12 Minutes. Here's another thing about this. Sometimes, like, I just don't understand this shit. Because it's, it's a lot of industry outlets that help nominate these things and then ultimately vote on them 
Yeah. All I heard from a lot of different industry folks that I have listened to or read is that they don't fucking like 12 minutes. How the fuck is that nominated? So you're never going to play 12 minutes, right? No. No, I'm, I'm not. And I know there's star power in there, and that's that's probably one of the things, but I don't, I don't get it, based off I, of what I heard. Hmm. So you heard what the twist in that game is, right? Yeah. It's an incest but, story. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just seeing it pop up here, and, uh, yeah, it, it makes me wonder, like, do we just need to, as a society, come to grips with uh, seeming obsession with incest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What's your I'm going to say Death's Door. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Have you even played Death's Door at no, all? No, no. But there are some games you need to fucking try. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's what I definitely want to want to give a shot because it looks very good. It's gotten good, has some good buzz. All right. Next, we have a Games for Impact, which I always think is a kind of a weird category. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know what? It is a game that I like on this list, so it's allowed. To, it's allowed. This category is allowed to exist. <laughs> so we've got Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. Life is Strange always wins these, doesn't it? Yeah, they do. But I, th- that's my pick. But I have a feeling Chicory might win because I hear a lot of good things about Chicory. <laughs> yeah, Chicory seems interesting. Mm. I don't really have a horse in this race. Yeah. I don't know too too much about really any of these games outside of yeah. Life is Strange. So. Uh, next we have Innovation and Accessibility. I don't believe either of us are really qualified to to have a say on any of this, but... Um, no. Yeah. That That's... I hope the right game wins and the right people are voting on this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it would be really weird if people who have no accessibility issues vote on this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, next is Best Audio Design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Mm. Um, I really like how those engines sound in Forza. That, dude, I was just gonna say the same thing. I really like how That's it so sounds funny. when you're on a, a loose surface and you hear all the shit kicking up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I also I think there's some funky ass good shit going on with the time I spent with Returnal. Mm. Okay. Audio wise, that was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can go with any of these. I like Death Loop's sound and audio design too. Ultimately. Alright, next we have best score and music, and I'm gonna say I'm really disappointed in this category. Yeah. Definitely. Really fucking disappointed. Cyberpunk should just be disqualified from winning anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I could not bring myself to play that game long enough to get to the soundtrack <laughs> as yeah. a whole. Um, Deathloop has a good soundtrack. I don't think it's a best 
best category. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've got Near Replicant, which is a remake of an old game. I look, I love Near soundtracks. I love I love Near Replicant soundtrack, but that's that's from a while ago. And even if it is a re-recording, it's a re-recording. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That's licensed shit. Yeah. Get that fuck out. Come on. <laughs> unless you're unless you're a skateboarding game, you can't get in with a licensed soundtrack. Uh, and I also haven't played The Artful Escape. Um, yeah, Death's Door has a great soundtrack. It should have been in here. Like, there's a lot of should have been in here that I feel like would knock any of these out. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's. I do think there's some better ones. I also think this is a, a weird year for me in terms of soundtracks because not a ton has stood out to me. It's like, that's really good. Um, but I do like Death Loops, and that is one that has stood out to me. So that's my pick. Um, but yeah, I think it's weird to put Cyberpunk on here. I think it's really weird to put Guardians of the Galaxy on here. And honestly, if that wins, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna, ultimately, I'm ultimately it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's like when. Mads Mikkelsen won for his performance in Death Stranding. And it's like, I know he's good, but I don't know. It's just it's just weird when a when a major actor wins that award. It's 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 you know, like it, it almost feels like they're just trying to draw attention to the award show. Yeah, it's weird. I mean we'll get to that, I guess, with that category, but yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be Weird if Guardians wins this. Alright. Next we have a best art direction. Which I'm... Okay. It, which I I feel like people nominate the wrong things for this all the time. Uh, because best art and best art direction are very different things. Best art... I mean... It's weird. Okay. So we've got Deathloop, Kena Purchase Spirit, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and The Artful Escape... Ratchet and Clank is kind of just doing what Ratchet and Clank does. Yeah. If, if you ask me. I agree. It's a gorgeous game. There is some jaw-dropping scenes in that game in terms of its looks. But I don't think in terms of art direction it's as strong as some of these other ones. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, the Artful Escape should win the best art <laughs> direction. Yeah. From, like, the screenshots and stuff I've seen in that game, I mean, honestly, artistically, it seems definitely above a lot of these. Deathloop, I think, looks cool. There's some really cool-looking things in that game, but it also just has that arcane-like style to it. Yeah. That has been done with Dishonored and everything, so I don't know about that one either. All right, so we've got best ongoing game. Uh... I mean, who has, who has time for more than one of these, really? <laughs> like, I'm already fucking up. I play Apex and Final Fantasy fourteen. Then there's Call of Duty Warzone, there's Genshin Impact, there's Fortnite on this list. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck. God, if Fortnite wins this, fuck this. They put Naruto <laughs> in Fortnite. 
I did. I saw I did. my friend play as Naruto in Fortnite. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Best I'm okay one. with any of these except Fortnite. Just no Fortnite, please. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to abstain. Uh, best multiplayer. Uh, we've got Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure on this one. I don't know if Back for Blood will get it, being basically just a Left 4 Dead three. Even though it is great, yeah. great multiplayer experience. Don't get me wrong. Wait, Halo Infinite um, just came out. It did, but I think it came out past the cutoff. You points. sons of bitches! I know. That's the winner. Honestly, sons of <laughs> um, I think it'll come down between Knockout City or It Takes Two. Now, if this is a uh, best, I like to watch other people play multiplayer. I'm gonna say Valheim because mm. <laughs> I enjoyed some videos of people playing Valheim. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got best performance, um, which. I believe is maybe the category you were referring to earlier. Yeah. We've got uh, Erica Mori, who was Alex Chen in Life is Strange. Uh, we've got Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in uh, Far Cry 6. We've got Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. We've got Maggie Robertson as Lady D, Big Lady D. Uh, we've got Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake. It's going to go to Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Just because it's it, it's the big name actor here, and they want to basically use this award as a fucking advertisement for the award show. Yeah. I, I think he's going to win this. Uh, because of his star power. I mean, I haven't played Far Cry 6 yet, and I love Giancarlo Esposito, but let's be honest. He's basically playing the the same sort of type of villain that he played in Breaking Bad, in Star Wars, in Better Call Saul, in <laughs> The Boys. Like, and so... <laughs> I love so the dude, but damn. Also, like, I haven't played the newest Far Cry, but isn't the thing with Far Cry is that their villains hardly ever actually show their face on screen? Yeah, I think from what I've heard, I think Far Cry Six is a little bit different. Okay, like he's he's in it a lot more, but most most of the time, yeah, the <laughs> the villains are very overrated a lot of times. Um, I personally really like um, from what I played in Deathloop, Jason Kelly. As oh, Colt. Dude, Colt is funny as hell. Dude, I love his performance. I would love if he wins that. Um, and, you know, I like Maggie Maggie Robinson's, Robertson's uh, performance as Big Old Lady D, but I don't know if the performance is as memorable as just the character itself mm-hmm. and that, that castle and everything. So I don't know about that in terms of winning this category. And I can't speak for Life is Strange, but hope to soon. Hmm. What do you What do you make of that performance? Do you think that's a, oh, a winning it's great. performance? It's, it's great, but it isn't the one that I would have pulled out of the game. Hmm. 
but I wouldn't have a problem with it winning. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've got best narrative as the next category here. We've got Death Loop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Um, man. It's funny, I haven't completed any of these. <laughs> Someone spoiled Death Loop for me. And I have a feeling you're not you're not gonna like it and you're not gonna like the fact that it's on this list. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, I think I think Inscription should be on this list, but whatever. Uh I'll pick Life is Strange. Inscription has a really wild ass story. Yeah. I like Deathloop from what I've played so far, but yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I can't totally judge. Um, how about Outriders? Best game direction. <laughs> We've got Deathloop, <laughs> It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. I don't like this category. I really have. Especially um, when you have a best art direction, like, are games not art? <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is more of a game design sort of yeah. award. Um, I hope Deathloop doesn't win this. It's, Here's yeah, why. It's, it's the same thing they've done. It's it the is. thing they've it's, done. They've just added another layer to it. They did, and they very much overcomplicated and oversold it. That's a linear game. Yeah. In the end, they made it way more complicated and overwhelming than it needs to be. Um. So I, I hope Deathloop... It's not this game-changing, industry-changing sort of thing that a lot of the reviews would have made you believe when they came out. Um, I like the game, but, on, but damn. Hold on a second. I have... I have... Okay, I have a gripe with the games nominated in this category. With almost all of them. We've got Deathloop, which is Arcane, doing their Arcane thing. And maybe screwing it up a little bit, but people still like it because it's Arcane. We've got It Takes Two. Joseph Farr is doing another multiplayer game. Like, it... I'm not going to say it's the same thing, but it's like, it's the same concept of, hey, it's it's a co-op-only game. Um, and you're going to solve puzzles in co-op. Then you've got Psychonauts 2, which is a sequel to Psychonauts. And you've got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is a sequel to Ratchet... Well, not a sequel. I guess it is indirectly. I'm not sure how that mm-hmm. timeline lines up. But they're very much... Like... It's not a new direction. I guess the, no, it is, the category isn't best new game direction, but like... If you continue in a direction that everyone agrees is good, do you win this category? <laughs> yeah, it, this, this award's kind of interesting this year because I think while these games are good, none of them are like mind-blowing like holy shit sort of experiences game-changing industry-changing sort of video games like say breath of the wild was with its open world design or god of war was with its one take camera and the way it you know really used that sort of thing and uh and 
So I think it's kind of an interesting category this year because I just don't think, in my opinion, any of these games truly push their genres forward. Um, My gut tells me that Deathloop will win this award, unfortunately. My pick, though, if I had to pick one, I would just say Ratchet. Only because I really, really dug how, and this might be a cop-out sort of thing, but I love how it used the SSD in the PS5 to like just load worlds and really just take that whole thing to the next level. And, and even with level design, like the one where you, the one planet where you're smacking those crystals and, and the levels are constantly changing back and forth in terms of their flow and everything, that shit was fucking wild. And uh, I think Ratchet did some really cool things in that game, even if it is a sequel, ultimately, to a lot of other Ratchet games. That's my take, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can pick any of these. I don't know if I, in good conscience, can make a pick here. Yeah. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see which one takes that one, for sure. Yeah. And then we have Game of the Year. You know what? I don't know. I, I really can't. I couldn't tell you what is Game of the Year right now. Not from this list, at least. We've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I'm going to say Metroid probably wins it. Mm. I think Metroid might win Game of the Year this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I dude, I could see it. I think the winner will be Deathloop. Really? Even though I don't know if I personally agree with that. Microsoft's PlayStation exclusive, <laughs> Deathloop. Yes. For sure. I... Man, I think this list also really puts it into perspective what 2021's been. There's a lot of games that I liked, but none of them have truly blown me away. Um, and none of them really totally stand out. I think this is kind of like a 2019 sort of year, where that year there's a lot of solid games, but none of them stood out as like, that's the game of the year, for sure. And then, I think, uh, what won that year? Sekiro? I think yes, which was pretty yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, once again, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Deathloop. I don't know what my personal pick is yet. I will say, <laughs> I don't think Resident Evil Village belongs on this list at all. I, I feel like, like that it's game. A token gesture to Capcom to be like, hey, keep coming back. I agree. I like that game, but dude. Why is Forza Horizon 5 not on this list? Oh, Come yeah. on. What the fuck, man? How many 9s and 10s did you see that get? This is kind of like my, my, my thing about fucking 12 minutes being nominated in Cyberpunk. Like, I just don't understand this industry sometimes. So game uh, of the year, Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077. <laughs> yeah. So where's Forza... And I think the other big snub on this entire list, but especially Game of the Year, where the fuck is Hitman? 
Where's Hitman 3? Come on, man. People just, they don't get it. They forgot about that game, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just It came Hitman out too early so in the good. year. It's the it curse. Did. It's the curse of coming out early in the year. It did. And I think the other thing about this game of the year list that somewhat bothers me a little bit is a lot of these games are somewhat similar. They're single mm. player. Well, except it takes two. But they're single player, like, they hate to term action adventure games. You know, <laughs> even it takes two is kind of like a action adventure sort of experience in the end, doing different stuff. But you know, I just yeah, I just think it's interesting that these games are all somewhat of the same genre. You know, now that you point that out, I'm I'm gonna go to bed pissed tonight. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Death's Door is my game. No. I don't know what's my game of the year. I have a short list that I'm still clawing my own brain out about, and you'll hear our list soon enough. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Honestly, the best narrative I've experienced this year is is, um, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I don't Mm. think anything comes close to it. Why is Judgment not on that list? Yeah. You motherfuckers. (laughs) Judgment not nominated for anything. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. They added skateboarding to... You know, never mind. Irrelevant. The Game Awards, irrelevant. Sorry, Jeff Keighley, you're cancelled. (laughs) And with that, I think we should uh, end the show. Unless you have any objections or last comments. I do not. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Game Awards, though. I always just enjoy watching it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really sure curious about... Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about the announcements as well. Um, Keeley's been teasing that there's a shitload of them. Not sure what degree. I mean, he was saying something like 50-something reveals or something like that. Jesus there's Christ. no fucking way, man. Why? I don't know. It's going to reveal that everyone who's everyone look under your chairs there's 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 a link to to cryptocurrency under your fucking chair that's what it's going to be fucking motherfuckers try to rename the staple center to fucking crypto arena fuck that shit no one's going to call it that oh sorry sorry i got off on a tangent here <laughs> Ah, uh, if you... Also... Oh. Well, no. What I was just going to say really quick, and this has nothing to do with video games, what do you think of that Brazil Sao Paulo GP? Oh, Christ, F1? we didn't even talk about that. No, God. just what's your quick thoughts? My quick thoughts is that uh, Max Verstappen, get fucked, Lewis Hamilton's the greatest of all time. <laughs> Dude, that was such a legendary drive from him. That was unbelievable. That car was a fucking rocket ship. Oh, yeah. There, Like, I think... Th- there were some things that played into his hands, like the uh, virtual safety car and I think the other actual safety car. Yeah. That stuff helped him, but I also think he still would have won that race without him. Like, that car was fucking crazy. It's. I mean... It would have been easier yeah. if Max didn't drive him off the track. 
Yeah, that was uh, ultimately a dirty play, honestly. Uh, we like to call that a dick move uh, <laughs> in the racing community. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, I, I was, I, I don't know, man. I think, I think uh, even though they've, you could go, you could arguably say Red Bull's been the better team and Max been the better driver, but this whole season, but I think they are in trouble, personally. If yeah, that's like, the pace that Lewis and Mercedes has at these Middle Eastern tracks, where especially Saudi Arabia looks like it's going to be all about speed, and mm. same with the new Abu Dhabi layout, dude, no way. To me, there's just no fucking way Red Bull could pull it off. They basically have to win in Qatar this weekend if yeah. Max has any hope of winning the championship or something else has to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, like, because going into this weekend, I was like, oh, man, I think I think uh, Red Bull might just have it. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. And then, you know, just one race weekend can turn that all around. Yeah, honestly, and honestly with everything that was thrown at Lewis, the disqualification, the extra five-place grid penalty – I'm like, man, they they could still have it, but that car was just a rocket ship. I think Lewis got saved a little bit by there being a sprint. Like, I think if he would have had to start 20th for the actual race and there was no sprint, yeah. I don't know if he could have won. I think he could have probably got on the podium, maybe, with how quick his car was. But he did get saved a little bit by that. But I'm not discounting his drive ultimately. Because to go from 20th to 5th in 24 laps and then go from 10th, to second even within, uh, man, I don't even know. It was probably like 10 or 15 laps. Yeah. He got all the way up there, and then it took him pit stop and a little bit, two pit stops, I think, a little bit of time to get get around Max. But, damn, what a fun race. Yeah. Was I, was at a, I was at that fucking party. Oh, shit. Having, and I was just like on the F1 app, just watching the live updates. And I'm just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, why am I here when it seems like one of the spiciest fucking races of the whole season is happening right now? Damn it. <laughs> I you watched could, it. I, you I, couldn't have I just pulled up a projector and streamed that shit? <laughs> I wish. I wish, man. Uh, but with right. 20 kids running around, 20 plus kids, a little hard. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Well, seriously, I have to get to bed. <laughs> I have yep. to end this show. We can't talk <laughs> more about all of this. I'm sure there'll be more racing to talk about sometime soon. Got a week off, right? Um, Brazil, Brazil to Qatar is a no, long ca- ca- fucking... Qatar's this weekend. That's this weekend? They're going from yep. Brazil to Qatar in one fucking weekend? Yep. That's so insane. So it's Qatar on the tw- this weekend, race on the 21st, and then it's Saudi Arabia with a week off, and then Saudi Arabia on the 5th of December, and then Abu Dhabi on the 12th. That's it. Dude, what the fuck? Going from Brazil all the way to Qatar? Yep. That's... Well, I think it I was I feel bad originally... for the people who have to work for, for F1 teams, because oh, they get I know. fucked. I know. It's, it's, the schedule's insane. I... I think originally it was just going to be U.S., Mexico, Brazil, which I think is a pretty typical triple header. 
yeah for them which isn't as bad i mean it's still shitload of traveling don't get me wrong but that's not as bad as having to go mexico brazil and then fucking all the way across the world almost yeah <laughs> to guitar <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and that that saudi arabia track's definitely gonna be ready yeah dude i know <laughs> i know Man, they're coming in hot with that. That's going to be a little scary, I think. All right. Well, seriously. Uh, yeah. Right. Y'all out there, give us give us your questions. A couple of w- the ways you know how. One way, email. The email address you can send those questions to is PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, shares with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games and. Ba-ba-da-da-da-ba-ba-ba.